0: What's up, everybody? I am Wyatt, and welcome to Cinema Trip Reviews. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, but first, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Go check us out wherever you get your podcasts, and also on Instagram and Twitter at Cinema Trip Reviews. So over the weekend, I had a chance to go check out Indiana Jones and The Dial of Destiny. This movie is directed by James Mangold, who directed Logan, The Wolverine, Walk the Line, and I believe he directed Identity. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. Steven Spielberg did not come back to direct this one, unfortunately. As much as we'd like to see him kind of come back and redeem himself after Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, uh, he kind of sat this one out for James Mangold, who I think James Mangold did a did a decent job with this movie. Not as good as his other movies that I've that I've listed, but he did a pretty decent job with it. And of course, you have Harrison Ford coming back as Indiana Jones at the ripe age eighty. Uh, insert old man Walker joke here. You know, I'm not going to do it just because it's low hanging fruit. Uh, I'm sure everybody else and their mother is out there making those kind of jokes doing their reviews. Not going to do it. You know, I'll save it for them. But you also have Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who plays his goddaughter in the movie. You have Mads Mikkelsen, who is the villain of the movie. And you also have Boyd Hallbrook, who's kind of uh, Mads Mikkelsen's right-hand man of the flick. Doesn't really do much, so I'm not going to probably talk about him much at all. Uh, Just kind of be straightforward and full frontal. I am not the biggest Indiana Jones fan of all time. I do enjoy the movies. I am entertained by them. I have seen them all. Uh, I just don't think they are the greatest action adventure movies of all time, like a lot of other people do. But I was looking forward to this one. I didn't really know what to expect going in. Uh, I wasn't one of those uh, you know, those diehard fans who like, why Why is this happening? Why are they bringing it, uh, Harrison Ford back at 80? Uh, why are they even doing this? You know, it's going to fucking suck. I, I, I wasn't going into that with that kind of attitude. For those who are fans of the channel, I I don't actively go out and try to shit on movies. I try to keep an open mind, see the good in them. You know, know, if a movie's bad, it's bad. You know, you got to knock it down a peg. But overall, I don't think this movie was bad by any means. It was definitely better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. You know, it wasn't a great movie, but it wasn't very bad. It was just kind of right there in the middle is kind of mediocre. It was definitely way too long. It's the longest Indiana Jones movie so far at two and a half hours, I believe. And, you know, I'm totally fine with movies being two and a half hours at this point. You know, it seems like it's the norm to be two, two and a half hours. But man, you got to deserve it. You got to work for that, you know, that extra time. And this movie just did not deserve it at all. Mainly because some of my problems are, you know, come from the middle of the movie where it just kind of turns into a slog at some point. Uh it just kind of turns very repetitive. Now the basic gist of the movie is Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who is the goddaughter of Indiana Jones, is trying to complete her father's work and complete the dial of destiny or the dial of Archimedes, Archimedes' dial. Uh, which I guess it has powers of somewhat like time travel, which we're going to get into some spoilers later in the movie. I'm not going to get into them right now. But, you know, it's hinted at and talked about in the trailer as well. You know, it involves time travel. She, you know, enlists the help of Indiana Jones to help her out, help her out, for those who have seen it know what I'm talking about. And while they're trying to find the other half of Archimedes' Dial, you have Mads Mickelson's villain, who I don't know this has probably been talked about thousands of times, Mads Mikkelsen is such a fucking great villain. I wanted to see him in pretty much anything that requires a villain at this point because he's so damn good. Uh, you know, I loved him in Hannibal. I'm I'm still, you know, holding out hope for season four, eventually fingers crossed. He's great in this movie too. I just feel like he, as well as the rest of the villains that are with him are just not really given much to do other than just kind of chase Indiana Jones around (laughs) wherever he's going. Uh, you don't really have him doing too much. He is menacing at some points. Um, but he's really not doing too much, which, which sucks. I want to see Mads Mikkelsen because of, such a high caliber actor that he is I want to see him out there chewing scenery and being as villainous as possible now a big thing that a lot of people were talking about going into the movie and and seeing from the trailers everything was the the de-aging of Harrison Ford Uh, you have a a kind of a a flashback scene and it's actually a scene that opens up the film which is probably my favorite part of the movie was that flashback scene to open up the flick now I thought the de-aging actually was very well done for the most part there's a couple different spots where like the Nazis are shining like a flashlight on his face and it looks kind of weird. It looks kind of like it looks very deep fake ai-ish. Uh you can tell whenever they shine the light on his face. But for the most part, through the majority of the beginning here, it looked really well done. The only thing that really threw me off was they were still using Harrison Ford's voice from now. So it's like 80-year-old Harrison Ford's voice on like a 40-year-old version of himself and it just doesn't fit at all. I mean, there's a couple different lines that sound okay, but for the most part I was like, why does he sound so old? Like he, he he doesn't he doesn't look that old, but he sounds old. He must have been smoking in between these movies. But as much as I like that opening where, you know, the flashback of him going across the train like you see in the trailers and everything, it goes on for way too long. That opening scene is like 20, 25 minutes to a half hour. And it's just, it does not need to be that long. You definitely could have cut it up and made it a little bit more concise. And that's really the the whole movie though. This movie could have really benefited from another rewrite or too, uh, just to kind of make it a little bit more concise and compact. And they might've, it would definitely would have made the movie even better, in my opinion, Uh because it wasn't bad. It's just it's just very long and drawn out. And that middle is just very just kind of lackluster. There's not a whole lot going on. Uh, so, I mean, it, it had the potential to to be really good, a really good movie. Uh They just weren't able to reach it. Now, a lot of people's kind of worries were, how is Indiana Jones at 80 years old, gonna be doing what Indiana Jones normally does, as far as like an action adventure guy, you know. And to be honest, they treated him like he was 80 years old. He's he's complaining throughout the movie about you know aches and pains and how old he's getting. Um, they don't really have him running around or getting in the fist cuffs fist fights too much. He he tries to get into fist fights a couple times and he he immediately gets handled, which is like probably what would happen. Um, but he's not out here jumping from buildings. They were kind of tr- realistically treating him like an 80-year-old person in these scenes. A lot of his action scenes that he's in are like these these car chases or getaways or like you see in the trailer, him on that horse riding through the parade. Um, he's not doing a lot of the action stuff himself. They kind of leave that for uh, like Phoebe Waller-Bridge and her short round character. It's like the new short round 2.0, whereas like you see him and then like, 25 minutes to a half hour goes by and you're like, I totally forgot this kid was in the movie. Why is he here? Where it's like every, Everything this kid does probably could have been combined into Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character, but my guess is they wanted to kind of give her a short round to kind of have that comparison between her and Indiana Jones, which it seems like the whole movie is trying to build her and her short round up for maybe kind of set her up for her movies eventually or a series down the line. I don't know, but that's the kind of feeling I got out of it was like they're trying to build her up for her own movie or series. But I mean, her version of short round really wasn't needed. I really wasn't a fan of her character in general nothing against Phoebe Waller-Bridge she's a great actress and she was great in this movie I just wasn't a fan of the way they wrote the character itself um if they would have played it one way the whole time I think it would definitely been a lot better than what they tried to do where through parts of the movie she's just very manipulative and and she backstabs Indy and she uses him for her own personal gain at multiple spots where like why why would I like this character? And then they try to get you to like her by the end. And it's like, she hasn't really done anything to really redeem herself other than try to save Indy a couple times. And it's like, is saving Indy enough to redeem her character to make us like her, to make us want to watch a series or another movie with her and her short round 2.0. To me, not really. Now, for those who are accustomed with the old Indiana Jones movies, love the action and the the cool locations. Well, you get the cool locations in this one. You get like Morocco and you actually get to go deep sea diving at some point. Action, though, is, is very lackluster in this movie, to be honest. I wasn't, really impressed with it there is one cool scene in morocco where they're driving in like this little buggy uh driving having like this little getaway sequence that goes on far 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 too long Uh, as much as i enjoyed it and as as entertaining that it was and it had some cool concepts in it it definitely like the rest of the movie goes on way too long and like the deep sea diving like i mentioned it's it's a cool idea to go deep sea diving but what they do with it it's just not much. You have the setup for like, you have eels and it's like, well, they're like the snakes of the sea. And Indy's like, oh great fucking snakes again. And as soon as they get down to like this, this sunken ship they have to go to, you have these eels and it's, it's over before you really get anything super exciting. And he doesn't really do anything cool to get away from them. They just kind of just mosey on out of that ship to get out of there. It wasn't really anything like super interesting or, or really crazy about it. It's just, was kind of dull, and that really is just kind of this movie in a nutshell. Is just dull, and and it's mostly due to the runtime. I like I mentioned, if if you would have shortened this, made it just two hours or like maybe an hour fifty, hour forty five, I think this movie definitely would have benefited from that. It's just overly long, and that middle of the movie just drags out because they're just doing the same thing over and over. It's Indiana and his, and his goddaughter get one place find something, the bad guys meet them. Oh, they got to get away. They go somewhere, the bad guys meet them. And it's just over and over and over. And it just gets very repetitive. And by the end, I was like, when's this movie going to end, man? I'm just waiting for it to end at this point. It just doesn't seem like it's wrapping up anytime soon. I'm going to get in some spoilers here because it's hard to go any further without some spoilers. Uh, you actually get a couple returning characters in this movie. You get Sala, who is a very small part in the movie, but he's he's very entertaining. Uh, I actually like the part they threw in for him in here. Uh, and of course, you get Marion, who returns. He, she was kind of a surprise, because nobody knew if she was going to be involved. She was in Kingdom of Crystal Skull, of course. And right at the beginning of the movie... Andy's talking about how the divorce that he had with her didn't end on good terms and, oh, she wouldn't want to talk to me anymore. You actually get to find out a little bit more backstory about why Shia LaBeouf isn't in the movie. And this is actually a a part of the movie I didn't mind, where it actually kind of slowed down in the middle. He actually talked about his backstory a little bit, what happened in between movies a little bit. Uh, His son, Shia LaBeouf, I guess, I don't remember his character's name, it's been a long time, enlisted in the military and ended up going to Vietnam and ended up getting killed. And that's really what kind of caused the rift in the marriage between Indy and Marion. And she was really never able to get over it. And also he was never really able to get it over as well because he also he mentions in the movie if if he was able to, to use time travel, he would go back and stop his son from enlisting. Cause not only would that save his son's life, but it would also save his marriage as well. Right there, that's that's really one of my biggest problems with the movie and it's i'm not talking about him explaining his backstory because that was actually one of the parts i liked more so the time travel the the whole basis the whole reason of the dial of destiny uh archimedes dial being the center point of the movie which i've hinted at it before mad mickelson is trying to get it to go back in time to kill hitler and take his place to win the war for the nazis because he knows exactly what it would take to win the war and he was going to be, you know, the Fuhrer. He was going to be the one that had led them to the Nazi victory. And, of course, Indiana Jones has got to stop him. But what does he do? Not very much. The whole third act is pretty much him sitting on a plane being captured after being shot in the chest, listening to Mads Mikkelsen just go off explaining his plan and everything and uh, while Phoebe Waller-Bridge is crawling through the plane it's not an exciting third act at all. Like, in Indiana Jones movie, you expect it to be a little bit more action-packed and, you know, a big, you know, action set piece. This isn't really much of an action set piece. I mean, everything that's going on around them is very action-y, but the, the, everything going on with the characters themselves not really. But the whole third act is like them on a plane where Indy's being held hostage and they, they go through that wormhole and they didn't account for continental drift. So it takes them way back further than they expected. And it's like back during Archimedes time. You actually have like the warship shooting these huge ass spears and there's a war going on. And it's kind of interesting, but like why the fuck did they have the need to throw time travel in here? The One of the huge things about why people hated Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was not only just being a, a terribly written and poor movie, but you introduced aliens. So what's the next logical step? We're going to introduce time travel. It just wasn't needed at all. And that was one of my main things I didn't like about the movie. It was like, all right, they're gearing up for time travel. And I'm just I'm just thankful they didn't introduce it way sooner in the movie. They, they saved it for the last, but... You could at least had Indiana Jones and them doing something worthwhile or doing something cool in these in this at this time period or in this third act instead of just sitting on a plane being held hostage and the plane crashes and they Indy wants to stay behind and everything. It's like nothing really exciting happens in this third act. Everything's just contained on this plane while everything's happening around them. And it's just, it's just very lackluster. It's just not what you want out of a, an ending of, a, of Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones, you know? You want to see him kind of go out in like a blaze of glory type thing where it's like, you're not getting that at all here. It's just very anticlimactic and it was very lackluster. Uh, and then they have the nerve after that's all settled and done because I'm not going to go through the, every single step of the movie. They have the nerve to, you know, go back to present day and you're back at Indy's apartment and then they have Marion come in and she's just like, oh, it's all right. I'm here for you, Andy. Everything's fine. It's like he made it seem like she never, ever wanted to talk to him again. And their marriage was broken and they're divorced and everything. And then all of a sudden she's just like back, like everything, like nothing ever happened. She's totally fine, maybe just because Indy almost died, I guess. Maybe she had a little compassion for him and decided to come back. I just really wish they would have introduced Marion earlier in the movie. That way you would have kind of had this building up or some have, or had some conversations between them instead of just having Harrison Ford's one-sided take on the relationship. And then at the very end, and she just comes in and acts like everything's fine. It just seemed like fan service at the very end, just like oh. All- <laughs> we didn't forget about Mary and here she is. And everybody cheers because she's in the movie. I don't know. It just didn't do anything for me. Uh, the part I liked the most was the very beginning with the flashback during World War II or the the deep fake Indiana Jones. It had some good parts. It had some good moments throughout. It, it was It kept me entertained for the most part. But man, it was just it was just way over long and drawn out, and and they, it definitely could have benefited from another rewrite or two. But it, it definitely wasn't anywhere near the mess that Kingdom of Crystal Skull was. There was actually some semblance of story, and, and some gears moving forward, and and things somewhat made sense as they were going on. I just really did. I just. Really wish they wouldn't have went through with like time travel and and that kind of stuff, um, but that's just more of a personal opinion than anything. But overall, it, it wasn't that bad of a movie. Um, it was a very mid movie, probably not one I'm gonna watch again anytime soon, even after it comes out like on digital or, or uh, on Blu-ray or anything. Don't listen to the haters out there that it's a fucking it's a garbage or trash movie or anything like that. Um, I think people are gonna be pleasantly surprised on how decent it is especially after coming off of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull how many years ago. I think it should definitely uh, rinse some of that bad taste out of people's mouth that Kingdom of the Crystal Skull left in there. Now, as far as is this a good ending for Indiana Jones? Because is this supposed to be his last movie. Not really. I don't think this was a, a good way to end it on. I think they could have definitely ended a little bit better for him because uh, they even, they even kind of hint at, oh, he could possibly be back. We're just like bro, just, just give us some kind of closure here, man. Don't leave it open-ended like that again. Just give us some semblance of closure because uh, that that's what this was all about. This was one last ride and then boom, it could possibly happen again. And it would just be terrible to see them down the line just make another one. And just ruin all the good progress that they may have made up with this one, just like, and then have that one just turn out to be a fucking mess. But yeah, that was a review for this week. Make sure to let me know in the comments what you thought about the movie, what you liked about it, what you disliked about it. Uh, make sure to like, share, and subscribe as always. Go check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Drop in and leave us a good review. Make sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Cinematrip Reviews, and we'll see everybody next week.